So what are the differences between being a shy, introverted person and being autistic? Let's talk about it. Hello, welcome back to my channel. For those of you who do not know, my name is Irene and I was diagnosed late in my life with autism and ADHD. So as a person who makes content surrounding autism acceptance and awareness, I get a lot of comments every single day of people who are genuinely interested as to whether or not they have autism. And a really common question that I see being asked in the comment section are people who are wondering what the difference is between being an introverted shy person and being autistic. Because it seems like a lot of the autistic traits that I commonly talk about are also experiences and symptoms that other introverted shy people also have. Before I get into talking about the similarities and differences between these two, I want to first highlight that it is totally possible for someone to have attributes of autism, attributes of ADHD without having autism or ADHD itself. I feel like people are so polarized nowadays, they have a hard time conceptualizing that life is not black and white, life is very gray. I think a lot of the times comments that I see as well are people who try to tell me that I cannot be autistic or I can't have ADHD, I'm just a traumatized person, I just have anxiety. and. Every time I see comments like that, not only do I just block that person because I don't need ignorant people like that in the comment section, but I also think to myself how sad it is that someone is just kind of viewing life through that keyhole because they're right. I do have anxiety. I do have PTSD, but that doesn't mean that I can't also have ADHD and autism. I feel like people, please, if you're watching this, Try to open yourself up, expand your mind a little bit more to the possibilities and understand that you as a person, as a human being and other people, we are a lot more complicated than it seems. And when it comes down to it, yes, having answers as to diagnoses and labels could be very comforting, could be very validating. But at the end of the day, it just you are a person and understanding yourself and who you are can be done outside of these set in stone labels. As I try to explain the differences between being an introvert and being autistic, I want you guys to understand that a lot of autistic individuals end up becoming or are naturally introverts because that is just a result of being a sensitive person. And when I say sensitive, I'm not talking necessarily about emotions. I'm talking about objective, neurological, you process a lot of sensory input a lot more intensely than an average person. So when I say sensitive, it's sensitivities to things like lights, smells, textures, touch. That affects all these other aspects of your life in very intense ways, which is why it's considered a disorder because it could genuinely get in the way of your functioning in society and in your own life. It's not just oh, the music is really loud right now. It's the music is so overwhelming that I can't process what my friend is saying to me. I feel so overwhelmed and overstimulated that I might be holding back on a panic attack this whole time. I can't seem to eat my food because I'm so overstimulated and it's affecting my appetite. That is just generally a little difference between autism and just being maybe a sensitive, introverted person. And so 
let's just jump into it. I want to read to you guys some definitions of what an introvert is and what being a shy person is because they are different and talk a little bit about how that correlates or contrasts with autism. Also, don't mind me. I have my oil diffuser on today just because my allergies are so bad and I have not only congestion, but my nose is also super dry and it, I'm just having a hard time. So I just need a little bit of help here. An introvert is a person with qualities of a personality type known as introversion, which means that they feel more comfortable focusing on their inner thoughts and ideas rather than what's happening externally. They enjoy spending time with just one or two people rather than large groups or crowds. When you hear the word introvert, you might think of someone who's shy or quiet and prefers to be alone. While that may be true for some introverts, there's much more to this personality type. Whether you're an introvert or an extrovert all depends on how you process the world around you. So one thing I want to point out right away is that autism is not necessarily correlated with whether you're an introvert or extrovert. You have the possibility of being either or. Not all autistic people are introverted people. There are a lot of autistic people who are extroverts. I want to bring up the topic of nature versus nurture. And for you guys watching and wondering whether or not you're autistic, I want you to think back to the type of kid you were when you were a child and what that type of personality was. Jesus freaking Christ. I swear, I live in a place where airplanes are flying all the time and it's so frustrating. I want you guys to think about what your personality type was like when you were a child and before society and your family had an influence on who you should be. Were you naturally an extroverted child or were you naturally an introverted child? For me, now sitting here in front of you, I would consider myself a very introverted person. But if I were to rewind time back to the Irene I was when I was a child, I was a ginormous extrovert. I was that kid who would go up to strangers, go up to anyone and just talk to them, make friends. I would never be afraid of what I was going to say and how it would affect people. And that could be good and that could be bad, right? I would make new friends really quickly. I would oftentimes make people feel so accepted and so open to being themselves around me. But at the same time, I didn't know how to filter myself. I didn't know what was appropriate. A lot of the times that would rub people the wrong way. And so I would be shamed for it, right? As time went on and as I started to be reprimanded more and more for my extroverted personality because I was told it was inappropriate, I learned how to hide myself. I learned how to not be my natural self, ignore my natural instincts, ignore my natural needs, and how I naturally naturally felt drawn to socialize and I learned that to be more polite and to be more accommodating to others meant to suppress myself and to constantly attend to others while simultaneously neglecting myself and that was more so accepted than who I was as a natural extrovert. This is the nature versus nurture, right? My nature was an extroverted child and then the nurture of life 
conditioned me to be an introvert. I genuinely feel like behaviors do make up a person. I think if I literally spent 20 plus years reinforcing being an introvert and suppressing myself and keeping to myself, I will naturally grow to become an introvert, even though there were those extroverted tendencies there and still are those extroverted tendencies there that do come out in certain situations. And at this point, I feel like there is that sense of nurture that overcomes the nature. If you are thinking about whether or not you are autistic or an introvert, I want you to just get that out of your head. Think about whether or not you are an extrovert or introvert and whether or not you are always that way. So if you're an introvert now, were you always an introvert or were you taught to become an introvert? Adding on to this topic, I want to also expand it a little bit further into sensory sensitivities. Having sensory sensitivities can push someone to have introverted-like tendencies. I think it's really important to distinguish the two. Are you someone who naturally craves and feels nourished by being around other people or being outside in different environments? Because a lot of the times, extroverted autistic people can genuinely crave and want to be around other people and be in different environments, but still feel that fatigue that comes from just being sensitive to a lot of sensory input. And likewise, a lot of autistic people become introverted solely because of having sensory sensitivities and socializing becomes so painful for them, not because of the emotional aspect of it, but because of the objective sensory sensitivities aspect of it. If you imagine you're spending time with the people you love, you could enjoy being around them and interacting with them but if you're constantly being bombarded by all of these sensory sensitivities and you're physically feeling tortured the whole time and feeling so anxious and on edge the whole time it makes the interaction almost not as enjoyable therefore you might find yourself avoiding social interactions just because you might not have the energy to put up with the sensory sensitivities. As you guys can start to see, all of these things are not necessarily the same. They're all its separate experience, but I feel like people are so used to generalizing everything that they don't necessarily see those little details. Around one third to one half of all people in the US are introverts. Though it looks different in everyone, introverts have many of the same patterns of behavior. In general, introverts need quiet to concentrate, are reflective, are self-aware, take time making decisions, feel comfortable being alone, don't like group work, prefer to write rather than talk, feel tired after being in a crowd, have few friendships but are very close with these friends, daydream or use their imaginations to work out a problem, and or retreats into their own mind to rest. So as I read a lot of these signs of introversion, I could already identify a lot of autistic people having these attributes as well, which is why I think a lot of people are genuinely confused as to whether or not they're an introvert or autistic. I think when it comes down to figuring out whether or not you are either or or you're both, it's important to understand the why behind your traits, right? Are you a person that needs quiet to concentrate, feels comfortable being alone, feels tired after being in a crowd because of your sensory sensitivities as an autistic person? 
Or are you that way because that is naturally the type of person you are and were throughout your life? It's a preference. That's a big difference, right? Preference versus accommodation. I think a lot of these attributes for introverts, it's just a simple preference. And for a lot of autistic people could be an accommodation because of the autistic symptoms. And likewise, are you reflective or self-aware because that is how you naturally tend to be? Or did you have to learn to be that way because there were many social situations in your life where you do not naturally fit into and because social cues and social fluency isn't something that comes naturally to you, you had to really develop that side of your brain that's constantly hyper-vigilant, hyper-reflective, hyper-self-aware in order to try to assimilate and fit into social situations. I feel like a lot of the times, the difference between just standard social anxiety and the social anxiety an autistic person has is that I feel like an autistic person will always have a tinge of confusion along with the anxiety and it's like you put in all this mental work to try to understand what's going on how to talk to another person and how another person is trying to talk to you what that means you do all that mental work and at the end of it you're still not quite sure if you could be or couldn't be right a part of masking and a part of camouflaging is also accepting and knowing how you're wrong and needing to understand how to act accordingly and to present accordingly and socialize accordingly. And I'm not saying that people who are introverts and or have social anxiety can't also be confused in social situations. That's not necessarily the case. The difference here is, is that I think people who are naturally socially anxious they still have the capabilities to understand and learn about social dynamics and carry that forward into future social interactions. And of course, I'm generalizing here. Not everyone is going to fit into these diameters perfectly, but I feel like for a lot of autistic people, every social interaction is its own thing and is different. And therefore, we are kind of confused in every social interaction. So for example, let's say a socially anxious person doesn't really know how to interact with their boss at work because they haven't worked professionally before. It's their first job and they may be kind of confused as to how to talk to them, how to interact with them. But once they get the ball rolling and start to interact with their boss more, they start to learn, okay, these are the ways you're supposed to interact with this person and so on and so forth. And they carry that over to all these other interactions with their future bosses. Give and take a few different differences here and there with what the interaction looks like. If I put an autistic person in the same position, how we deal with that is we memorize almost like an instruction manual. We write it out in our own minds of this is how I interact with this specific person. One, do this. Two, do that. Three, do this. It's very literal and very detailed and very specific. I think that's why a lot of autistic individuals are so good at pattern recognition but at the same time, it's also why we seem so rigid and black and white because let's say I came up with a list of 30 ways I need to interact with my first boss. And then in my mind, I could think, great, I know how to interact with bosses moving forward. And then I move on to my next job and I hold myself accordingly to that specific list. And a lot of those 
things don't necessarily fit into this new relationship with this new boss. And I could then feel super confused as to why it's not working, why I'm not being received well this time around, and then be confused as to what I need to do then. And I, I would also have a hard time replacing the certain parts of that list in my mind with new ways to interact with this new person. And that keeps moving forward with all the future interactions. And so I think a lot of the social anxiety coming from autistic individuals versus an introverted person could be because we don't know how to generalize and move naturally within interaction. We don't know how to just learn from an interaction and how to carry that forward because all the interactions are these very detailed, memorized things of how to sound, how to talk, how to look, how to respond, how to perceive, how to interpret. And that changes from person to person and from situation to situation. And therefore, in my mind, I have folders of every single person and how to interact with them versus just general groups of this is how I conduct myself in this situation and that situation. It's like Within the family dynamic, I have folders for every single family member. Within work, I have folders for every single person I interact with in all different types of jobs. Okay, so I really want to go over the differences between introversion and shyness because they are different. Many people think of introverts as shy, but the two aren't linked. Introversion is a personality type while shyness is an emotion. People who are shy tend to feel awkward or uncomfortable when they're in social situations, especially when they're around strangers. They may feel so nervous, they become sweaty, their heart may beat quicker, and they may get a stomach ache. They may be inclined to skip social events because they don't like the negative feelings that take over their thoughts and bodies when they have to go to parties or other activities. People who are introverted also prefer to skip social events, but it's because they feel more energized or comfortable doing things on their own or with one or two other people. Introverts don't choose to skip social events because they have strong negative reactions to larger gatherings the way that shy people do. They just prefer being alone or in very small groups. So again, you can have autism and be an introvert. You can have autism and be a shy person. And you can be an introvert or be shy without being autistic. Let's get that clear, okay? If I were to point out a difference between shyness and autism is that I think a lot of the times autistic people could feel uncomfortable in social situations and that doesn't necessarily have to mean because of the social aspect of it sometimes it could just be an objective sensory thing so for example there's so many times where i'm in social situations with a large group of people and i could be completely comfortable with everyone and feel good and be happy that i'm there but i still feel that building discomfort happening throughout the night or day because I'm just getting consistently more and more overstimulated and I tend to have these moments during socialization where I have to kind of retreat into my own self in order to just have some sensory deprivation recharge before I jump back into interaction and perceiving. And it seems like the definition for shyness here is just this anxiety built around feeling discomfort around social situations. And that leads a person to skip social events because they're so uncomfortable 
I feel like a lot of the times autistic people will push themselves to socialize and be in these events because they want to be around the people that they love. They want to connect, but they still get objectively overstimulated by all the sensory input. Whereas just being a shy person without autism could just be you're avoiding socializing because you just don't enjoy it that much and it is very overwhelming. Perhaps autistic people have a little bit more nuance there. They may skip social events because they may not be able to handle being overstimulated or they may push themselves to socialize because they genuinely want to while simultaneously knowing that they're going to be overstimulated from it. And likewise, it sounds like the definition for being an introvert is just a preference. You like being by yourself and you like doing things on your own or with a very small number of people. Yes, a lot of autistic people can be like that, but a lot of autistic people also feel very, very lonely when they spend so much time by themselves and when they do have so little people in their lives because they actually crave a lot more connection than they themselves or others may expect. So a lot of autistic people may end up doing a lot of things on their own and looking like an introvert on the surface, but they may not feel good about it. They may feel chronically lonely or find themselves feeling very sad and empty all the time because they want to connect and be with others, but they know that that's going to be very hard for them and very overstimulating, so they end up avoiding it because they just can't seem to function in social situations. So I want you guys to really understand that although a lot of autistic people can look like an introvert and can look like they are shy on the surface, that might not be their nature. And if you're an autistic person or suspect that you're autistic, I want you guys to check in with yourself and see how you feel about these traits. Do you feel genuinely good and content with being by yourself often, doing your own thing and not socializing? Or is that something that you genuinely feel dissatisfied about and find yourself craving to expand more and connect with others more despite having that sensory overstimulation. I think it's also very important when differentiating between introversion and autism is to educate yourself on the symptoms of autism, the objective symptoms and the subjective experiences of being an autistic person. Ask yourselves, how many of these symptom criteria do you have? Are they coinciding with each other? And has it been consistent with you throughout your whole life? So if I were to come up with a visual metaphor, if it helps you to understand this, you could close your eyes and just try to imagine. If introversion is a fish, right? I feel like autism is, yes, the fish, but it's also the pond. It's also the moss. It's also the shells in the water. It's also the sand. Autism is not just this one thing. It could be that one thing, but it's also everything else simultaneously existing with that one thing, which is the fish. And I think a lot of the times people who has that fish can also think that they're autistic because they're seeing autism through this keyhole and feeling like because they resonate with that little thing, they must have autism when in reality, they may not have all of these other coexisting symptoms that go with that one attribute. 
And so some symptoms of autism that I want to highlight is again, sensory sensitivities. I know that's a common one I always bring up. Have you always had sensory sensitivities, no matter who you were at what different aspects of life, no matter what environment you're in? Do you have sensory sensitivities when you're in the comfort of your own home? And do you still have those sensory sensitivities when you're out in unfamiliar situations? Does having a sensory sensitivity make it harder for you to eat, for example? Does it make it harder for you to show up to work? Does it make it harder for you to do chores and tasks at home? Does it make it harder for you to even socialize does it make it even harder for you to emotionally regulate and to talk to other people, verbalize your thoughts and emotions to other people? There's a difference between just being sensitive to some sensory things and having those sensory sensitivities actually impact your ability to function, right? Another attribute is your rigidity to routines and also having difficulty with transitions. So oftentimes autistic individuals have a hard time transitioning and this could be something as big as moving, changing jobs, to something as small as someone moving your cup from one area to another and both feel just as distressing to an autistic person. For me, when my partner says, oh, hey, do you want to go grocery shopping right now? Even that is difficult for me to transition into because in that point in time, I may be on the couch relaxing. I wasn't expecting to leave the house and to go to the grocery store. And so neurotypical people might think to themselves, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go do that. Or, oh, give me a second to finish up here and then let's go. But for me, it's a genuine discomfort and I have to take some time to fully wrap my head around that concept, let alone check in with myself to see if that's something I even want. Because I may want to go to the grocery store, right? But just because I wasn't ready to go, that autistic side of me needs time to transition into it. And so what I've noticed is I'll ask myself whether or not I want to go. That's the first thing. Usually the answer is yes, right? I'll be like, okay, I don't mind going to do this activity. I need to set a transitional point for myself to get from what I was doing to doing that task. As you can see, that's not necessarily something that all introverts go through or neurotypical people go through. That is definitely a part of my autism, right? And as for the rigidity with routines, I think that is a part of having a lot of sensory sensitivities is you begin to curate your life in a very specific way so it runs generally well for you, right? You learn how to function within that well-oiled machine. And so to us, when certain routines are disturbed, it is like taking one thing from our well-oiled machine out and we can't afford to take those things out, right? It ends up ruining the machine because the machine was built a certain way and so it can't accommodate when one or two things are taken out. We now have to go back and rebuild that machine without that one piece. And so when something is changing in and out, like let's say you take that piece out and then you put it back in. You take it out, put it back in. I feel like normally people just kind of roll with the punches, give or take. But with an autistic person, it's too an extreme point, right? For example, that piece that gets taken out of your machine could be something as little as me dog sitting for my brother 
I literally helped my brother dog sit for only a week. I've dog sat her before. I didn't think it would be an issue. I thought it would just be easy because I already have a dog, right? So it should be easy to integrate her into my routine. But as I was dog sitting her, I found myself becoming so genuinely depressed, like physically depressed, emotionally depressed. And it wasn't for any reason but another piece added to my machine and my machine wasn't built for that extra piece to be added. And so everything else in my life was now slowly falling into chaos and didn't have order because of this extra little piece. All of a sudden, my whole morning routine was out of whack. All of a sudden, I couldn't function at work throughout the whole day in a way that I usually could because I wasn't able to adhere to my morning routine. And then it would affect my sleep. And then day in and day out, it would just start getting worse and worse and worse as the week went on. This extends to other little things like me having extra potatoes that I bought to cook something and I didn't use the potatoes for a long time and didn't intend on using it. And one day I come home and my roommate was like, hey, I saw these potatoes were sitting there for a long time. I went ahead and cooked them and ate them. Is that okay with you? I'll go buy you more if you still need them. And me having a shutdown because I wasn't ready for her to eat my potatoes and she didn't ask me if she could and it just happened. And now the rest of my day, I'm just super anxious and distraught because of that. And it's not necessarily because I objectively needed the potatoes. It's because I have a hard time with transitions, with new things and rigidity to what I'm used to and what is normal to me. I think with introversion and autism, social deficits or social anxiety could be normal and could be present for both of them. So when you're considering whether or not you're autistic, I want you guys to also consider whether or not you have these coexisting symptoms along with your introversion, along with the shyness, along with the social anxiety or the social deficits. But anyways, you guys, I hope this video has been helpful for you in understanding and distinguishing the differences between being an introvert and being autistic. If it was helpful, leave a comment, like the video. These are all great ways to boost my content in the algorithm to help reach other people out there looking for videos like this. Thank you guys for tuning in on today's video. I will see you guys on next week's video. Take care. Why do people expect me to contribute to conversation? Why can't you just speak and I listen? Why do I have to speak as well? I, you're asking for a lot. This is the worst. <laughs> no, take that away from me. Okay, okay. Oh, 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 oh,